0: Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Populant, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and plot theories. You can follow The Story Tinker on all podcast platforms and videos of most episodes on YouTube. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like weekly bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. Thanks for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 86, Dazzling Demoiselle. Let's see who is dazzling. And today we have Rin and Hu. Hoop. So Hu's been on, but Rin, you haven't. So you want to say hi? Hello, everyone.
1: Hi, I'm Rin.
2: Oh. oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> it's fine. I'm also known as Kiran White Ribbon on both Discord and Instagram. I'm from the UK and have very much been into Purple Hyacinth since, since its discover and canvas canvas days. I also enjoy fangirling with everyone on the server and I sometimes draw fan arts as well in my own time. And thank you for having me here. It's actually my first time participating in a podcast and I'm quite excited.
2: Um, hello. You're here. Oh, sorry. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Uh, hello, I'm Flute. I've been here a couple times and this chapter had me screaming. <laughs> oh, and I'm so excited to talk about it.
0: Let's dive right in because there is so much awesome stuff in this chapter. So, this chapter, um, the last chapter we had was the cemetery scene, and March was like, okay, time to get ready to the New Year's Eve party. Um, New Year's Eve, New Year's party. And here we are. We have Lauren descending the stairs, and there's this table laid out in the dining room with a feast on it with that potted plant that we saw last time Tristan's at the head of it you have guests you have um Stefan and Will all the way at the beginning and then you had a bunch of black blurs for people Lauren doesn't seem so excited to be there because she sighs in the beginning I get the feeling she's not really into social parties and like especially this whole social party seems like it's one massive chore for her and for a lot of other people there it's like something that they have to do because this is what their social obligations demand that they do and it's polite to go there but I don't know if everyone is really enjoying it (laughs) and Lauren just doesn't strike me as like a party person in general she seems much more um, serious or you know if she likes to hang out with friends it's a few select friends what do you think?
1: I agree as well and personally if I were to attend a party I probably too would be hanging around with my friends instead of engaging with other new strangers
2: uh, yeah, I would definitely agree. And Lauren has her neat little ability to tell when someone's lying. These parties probably have a ton of just like oh yes, niches and stuff. <laughs> just people yeah. who are pretending they've got the mask on. They're just being fake <laughs> and lying to her face and just pretending to be polite and have good mannerisms. But really, they're all just terrible people
0: yeah I feel like everyone's just trying to save face Mm -hmm. either that or they just you know want to be home in their beds (laughs) that's what I do a lot often with parties and I I do happen to like parties but not all parties anywho so but Lauren plays the part of good host, and she said good evening everybody thank you all for coming I hope you enjoy your stay and you know she gets a lot of positive feedback wow Mrs Sinclair has grown into Miss Sinclair has grown into a fine young lady She looks ravishing tonight, and she is. She's wearing this, um, I thought it was two pieces, but Will calls it a dress, so let's just call it a dress. (laughs) Um, You know, it's a blouse on top and this navy thing on bottom, and it has frills in the front, and it looks like it's open in the back, so. Anywho, Tristan says, hi, Hawks and William, come in. How have you two been? And um, they're coming in, and they look really cool, actually. Will looks really good. He's wearing um, a bow tie and a top hat, and um, it's very elegant, I will say that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um stefan says as usual tristan and yourself um tristan says work is not giving me one second to breathe but i'm glad i can at least take this night off and gather some friends and family for the celebration so tristan is happy about everyone being at the party so he's mm-hmm. enjoying himself like he's actually happy that everyone's there because that's but not a good
2: man what? it's like his one time he can get a break mm-hmm. he deserves the night off
0: like he likes the people who are at the party like Mm -hmm. I don't know maybe it's a social obligation for Lauren and for the other people but he seems to be happy with the people there Mm.
2: yeah he probably like it is a tradition but he probably wouldn't keep it up if um he didn't enjoy it and so he probably likes seeing everyone because he's so cooped up with work that it's nice to have one night where he doesn't have as many responsibilities and he can enjoy himself
1: yeah it's probably his only chance to see like the people that he wanted to see.
2: And, you know, that one person. Yes. (laughs) One of those rare opportunities.
0: Yeah, we'll get there. And Stefan says, your New Year's parties are always exceptional. Would have been a shame to miss it. So clearly, and it's a lie. Clearly he does not have a high opinion of these
2: parties. I mean, (laughs) Stefan doesn't want to be here and I don't want him to be here either. He can leave. (laughs)
1: Friend, like, I can be in your stead. I can go.
2: <laughs> yes, I will take your place if you do not want it.
0: He's like, I'd rather be home watching Netflix. Why am I here?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he says, my, my, Miss Lauren, um, you remind me so much of your mother. And that's true. So she does, he does remind her of her mother. And then this is part of a lie. So growing more and more into the ravishing young lady every time I see you. <laughs> oh, he doesn't think Lauren is ravishing, I guess. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Nobody cares about your opinion, Stefan. We didn't ask you. Exactly. <laughs> well, other people think she's pretty, so we don't okay. need his opinion.
1: I mean, his he opinion. looks good in white, but he does low key look like the KFC man.
0: He does. It's true. Sanders. <laughs> I think okay. everyone, in, everyone in this cartoon is pretty. Like, I've never, except okay. for the butler, I have not seen an ugly what? person in this cartoon. The so butler.
2: Good looking well, butler is literally gorgeous. Like, <laughs> sure. he is above Kieran and above Lauren, he's above the lady that we see later down the road. He is <laughs> magnificent, <laughs> but yeah, by simply existing, Stefan's opinion is invalid.
0: Poor <laughs> <laughs> fellow. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, she says, Thank you so much, Duke Cox. And I don't know if you know, but Duke is like the highest title of nobility. Mm-hmm. So. Pretty high up there, and I actually knew this because, as I mentioned, my husband's into uh, monarchy, so I, I knew that for my husband, and I, I did look this up before to double check. So I don't know if um, Sophism and, and ephemeris necessarily did that on purpose, but it is like the probably.
2: I mean, they have the Viscount um, title for Redcliffe, mm-hmm. and so I would guess that they would have, um, and they've like done research on the hierarchy of police. So I would have guessed that they would have done the same for this. And part of me doesn't know if Stefan bought his title. He probably didn't, because like Redcliffe bought his title. And so it's always like just good to consider. And I'm kind I'm kind of glad that he didn't buy his title because like we can make that inference from the portraits that we see, like of the other Hawksmen from like 80. Oh yeah. Is it which episode is it? 82? I think it's eighty-two. But he Stefan probably didn't by his title and that makes me a little happy because he did not earn that title
0: (laughs) (laughs) well he he does have pretty prestigious jobs which we're about to talk about and Mm -hmm. one hopes that he has them because he's somewhat capable i
2: hope Uh, but to be fair he probably got a lot of help and he probably got a ton of advantages from just existing in the social class because you know it would be like harder for let's say kieran because uh, Kieran presumably came from Great Chapel, it'd be harder for Kieran to like become chief of police than it would for like mm-hmm. Stephen. And we see that the two chiefs of police that we've seen both come from rich families. That would so that would be Stefan and Tristan. So it does kind of go to show that high-ranking jobs and positions go to high-ranking people and social um, statuses. And even uh, Dawkin, as we learn later down the road, um, was, Dawkin was able to go to college. And so if he was able to afford college and become a royal advisor, he, the Rimesville family was probably also pretty well off as well.
0: Uh, it's interesting. I do wonder,
2: college hasn't really been mentioned much here. I know
0: um, Kieran mentioned in um, the bar episode that he was like, oh, you know, traveling was better, you know, working was is better than finishing um, my degree. So, but yeah, I'm curious, like, and maybe, in, I don't know what the college system is in this country. Like maybe
2: college is free. I don't know. <laughs> I think but, oh, I think a while back it was confirmed or at least like uh, 13-ish, 14-ish years ago, school, uh, school wasn't guaranteed for citizens of our tallest. I think that was given, I think that was said in like one of the um, Snapdragon pamphlets that we saw. Or maybe Karen said it. It's one of the two. But yeah, we learned then that at that time, um, many people were uneducated and couldn't afford to go to school. And and school wasn't like publicly paid for. It was like private. Because you would assume if it was publicly paid for, it would be more widely available. But it wasn't. So that means that people who are able to get an education probably do have money, some form of money. Maybe not like, you know, the richest of the rich. But they're like middle class, maybe um, lower class, but not complete poverty.
0: Yeah. And then, I mean, I know this comic isn't necessarily set in a specific time period, but public education is relatively new in general. So um, it's not surprising that like if it's trying to be 100 years ago, maybe. But um, public education is like what 150 years old, maybe. So not surprising that it wouldn't be so widespread here. Mm -hmm. anyway so lauren says and we can't tell when she lies she's like you know thank you so much it's a pleasure to see you again for all we know we're gonna assume she's lying but whatever and then she tells she winks at william and she's like i'm glad you can make it to william and are recovered from last night (laughs) and will says it's been tradition for as long as our families have known each other it would be a bad omen to miss it you look stunning in that dress lauren (laughs) oh so cute and Tristan says, "I warn you. I warned you that being chief of police is no easy task. What your work truly speaks to your dedication. I don't regret my choice of successor, and this is true. So I was impressed. I you gave a genuine compliment.
2: It's yeah, what make, did you think of that? Um, it does make me think that they might be PS affiliated, like as we see later on. Um, because, and." Herman has this whole drama, right, where he's, like, where he was mad that he didn't get the chief of police position, and I personally think that there's a little more to the situation than we're really seeing right now. Um, Either, like, someone sabotaged him, or Herman was lured into doing something that, like, he didn't realize, or just Herman tried to help someone, and that someone ended up being a bad person, and Stefan didn't know, um, which, like, butchered his chances at becoming chief of police but i'm starting to think that um herman was the more qualified candidate for the position but tristan was chosen over him because tristan was more loyal to stefan in the end because like herman just he seems like a pretty independent guy like he's sort of more on his own we saw um in season one, when Loon sent files to the seventh precinct, I believe. Uh Herman was like kind of pissed. And he was like, We need those files here because like he's like, This is the precinct who's gonna get Loon. I don't need the help from the other precincts. They're just gonna get in the way. And so that sort of attitude and that sort of personality just makes me think that he wouldn't be in the Phantom Scythe. And he also just Herman doesn't seem like the dude who would be in the Phantom Scythe. Like, yes, we hate him, but he's most likely a red herring and doesn't have anything to do with the PS and just wants to take them down. So I do think that because Herman wasn't loyal to the phantom scythe or loyal to snapdragon, maybe he wasn't snapdragon but didn't hop over to the phantom scythe, but because Herman uh, was <laughs> he idealistic type. Yeah, because Herman mm-hmm. wasn't affiliated, he didn't get the job because Stefan wanted someone powerful in the phantom scythe to be powerful in the police.
0: That makes total sense to me and i actually just thought what if at the end of the episode like not sorry at the end of the story we've all been led to think of badly of herman and I, I happen not to think badly of Herman because i do think he's just like a rigid kind of personality and i understand that but what if at the end after all this hating on herman herman does like this he's the good guy in the end and he does this kind of like saving lauren or saving kieran or something because he's actually moral inside and he's just maybe very very rigid um, and like lives by the books but maybe that characteristics will cause him to you know do like a final sacrifice and save somebody and then everyone be like oh no but i hated him and then he just you
2: no, know, <laughs> sacrificed himself that would be hella snapey of him like he gives me snape energy i won't lie and i do hope that he kind of is like snape but then like better and no love interest <laughs> no love interest with the mom we can skip that i just want like herman to be kind of an okay person <laughs> by the end
1: on, cool. I honestly find this theory quite interesting about Herman potentially be kind of a good person.
0: I don't think Herman's a bad person in terms of morality. I think he has personality issues, like he's jealous or he's hmm. angry at Lauren, but I don't think he's like immoral, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I also just happen to think, I think I told you about this mandate for the eighty. 80- for podcast it was like the first one and we had theories all over the place but (laughs) i do think herman was involved with dana somehow like not romantically but like he was her superior and they did have some sort of like i don't know sort of like what march and lauren have going right now but herman being a little more rigid and stiff you
0: think herman
2: had a mentor relationship to lauren uh i think herman had a mentor relationship to dana
0: oh Dana Dana sorry yeah you mentioned this mm, okay. that's a good point that, that could be definitely creative <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a reach and I'm about I'm gonna eventually be clowned for it one day when Herman turns out to die a bad dude but I'm willing to throw that out there for now <laughs>
1: Why I mean, not? a it's theory fun.
2: is still a theory. So yeah. <laughs> could be wrong, could be right. All my th- Most of my theories end up in the dumpster. So what do <laughs> I really have to lose? My reputation <laughs> is already in tatters.
0: It's fun. It's Theorizing is fun. I mean, not, I think my theory now is literally the first theory I came up with. Because with I, I don't know if you heard me mention, but I'm not like a theory person. Because I like to just like not think because I want to be completely surprised. I'm like, wow, I didn't think about that at
1: all. i'm honestly the same like i feel like i'm brainless and the only theory that i came up with which i might talk about it later maybe which is they could could very well be apostle seven and the person that will betray lauren oh
0: boy okay well we'll talk about that when whenever you you said you whenever the right time
2: do not give me hope
0: do not (laughs) give me hope
2: i do not want this hope that i can somehow revive my presentation theory I do not want this
1: <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm persuading you yes true I feel bad for the like um for as like for context for the viewers and listeners who are not on the discord server back in November we had a presentation night and I presented this theory that tied into who actually killed the Sinclairs because um, I realized something while reading 66 and suddenly I had this epiphany and it, in the theory, I theorized that it was actually the royals who were behind um, the Sinclair's murder because the royals have a history of censoring the press and they do control the press. So they would be able to write whatever narrative they like for the general public. The the royals also um, control the police and the police were who responded to the crash. Additionally, I didn't trust Abel at the time i um and i did think he was sort of like a really big snitch on the ps for the royals um and was actually working for the royals the whole time and then the royals um because they're able to control the press and because they like control the police they were able to make a man disappear and that man would have been robin delaney because delaney has no police files no like city files at all he just does not exist and who would have control over um delaney's files that would be the royals (laughs) and so the royals got rid of delaney and then used delaney's body to replace abel's body to get abel out safely from the car explosion and (laughs) it was it would have been because um lauren's parents were snapdragon this is before the 70s arc It would have been because Lauren's parents were Snapdragon and thus in Snapdragon would have been a threat to the royal's power because socialism is not good for the royals. They again they thrive off the monarchy and they can't have the people revolting underneath them. And so
0: does this relate to Dacan being the seventh
2: apostle? The theory was that. It got a little bit convoluted with sake in it and the PS in it because we thought that the police uh, that the PS was supposed to do it and the PS like claimed responsibility for it, and so if the royals organized it, but the PS took accountability for it, there had to be someone who was. They were told, that it, was an told it was an accident. Oh, I couldn't hear you. I can't hear you.
0: Um, I don't think the PS took responsibility because it wasn't Lauren told that it was an accident.
2: I think when she was talking to Sega, he sort of played it off as, like, the phantom scythe, and I think he was, did he tell Bella about it? I can't remember. But, but, maybe,
0: but that was probably way later, but, like, I think the general mm-hmm. consensus, like, what she was told growing up was that it was just an accident. Yeah,
2: the what what she was told growing up was that it was an accident, but then I think she learned that it was an accident, and it was sort of implied that the phantom scythe was behind it. So if the phantom scythe was supposedly behind it, but it was actually the royals who orchestrated it... Um. But there must have been someone who was part of both, and who might that person have been? It couldn't. It probably wouldn't have been um, the king himself, because like the king is the king. He has nothing really to gain from taking part in terrorism, and it would honestly just he would be better off just keeping the system as is. Why is he trying to inspire a revolution? Um, it wouldn't be great for Elizabeth either. She's uh, she's the one who married in. To the family, and so I don't. And we later learn in eighty six that she's not very sympathetic, so she has nothing really to um, gain either from being part of the PS. So that leaves us with Daken, who has the most to win by being part of the Phantom Scythe and that was my conclusion. I thought Daken was the leader or Apostle Seven because. He, was a, he helped um, organize the Sinclair's death and then, but then he also had people in the Phantom Scythe kill them off for him.
1: Ooh, so you think Dakin could be
2: the leader? Potentially. Ooh. But yeah. the theory did get trashed after the <laughs> 70s arc. We did burn it. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it a lot. <laughs> that was also the theory where I was like Seik is a spymaster. <laughs> this whole time i that is the only remaining part of that theory <laughs> and i'm clinging on to it okay
0: well we'll we'll get into more some i think some more theories towards the end because mm. i'll probably explain
1: so... about the apostle seven possibly mm-hmm. being taken later
0: mm-hmm. so meanwhile um they just you know they're complimenting each other and now um Tristan returns the compliment, he says, seeing how hectic things are now, I can't imagine how you managed the Allendale events when you were still chief. So he was chief during the Allendale events, that's what we just learned. You certainly earned your promotion to Army General. And Lauren's like, why do they always repeat the same thing every year? <laughs> and this just reminds me, when I was a kid and we'd go to adult parties, like just parties with my family um, I'd be like oh my god these adults are so boring they say the same thing all the time oh my gosh you look so beautiful oh my gosh you're so big what grade are you in what's your favorite subject and I was like just stop saying boring things again so that's what Laura reminds me of that is so <laughs> true especially when I
1: visit my relatives once in a while they always ask the same questions and answers
2: yeah it's always like the same thing it's over and over and over again yes
0: but yeah. at some point I, like i was always much more direct and i was like oh like what's your dream in life what makes you happy what makes you sad like um you know <laughs> what motivates you to wake up in the morning and somehow I, I learned over time that people aren't used to answering such personal questions and um so i i become more like mundane my questions it's like oh hi how are you where do you live what do you do but honestly like i don't feel like that is a really good way to get to know somebody necessarily Anywho, but I also realized not everyone likes to answer those kind of questions right away with a stranger. So I stopped. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm much more open myself. (laughs) So um, Stefan says, at least now that I'm retired from my functions in the Royal Army, I have more time for myself and my dear Josephine, which was all true. So he likes his wife. Mm -hmm. He likes his time yeah. for himself and his his wife which is very sweet that's nice which is also nice you know like Stefan I don't I also I'm not trust I don't trust Stefan like I, I'm not thinking he's necessarily a good person and he clearly like with the whole dynamic with Will like he has this whole ego arrogance thing going on but he can still be a person who loves his wife
2: yeah I was clowned for this but And as this chapter made me think that Stefan might be a little more involved in the phantom scythe than I previously thought, but, um, for a while now I've still been on the like train that like (laughs) Stefan still genuinely cares for his wife. I mean, like he got like every single, like the best doctors in Artalis to come see her. And he's like, he's trying. And yeah, the part where he was like, we have to accept that she's, um, kind of a lost cause like what that was a little harsh I think some people were talking about it the other day was it, it might have been on here I don't remember but people were like uh it was a little harsh and, and I'm like yeah but I think it's been pretty hard for him to like they've been married probably as long as like Raphael is old <laughs> <laughs> so like I kind of feel bad for Stefan that he's losing his companion because it might have been an arranged marriage. Like seeing how Stefan is pressuring Will with um, Darcy's girl, it might've been an arranged marriage, but I think they made it work. And that's why Stefan is suggesting it to Will because he thinks Will could also make it work with someone. If it worked for Stefan, it worked for, it will work with Will. And I think that's uh, Stefan's big mindset and why he's pressuring him so much.
0: Yeah, that makes sense um and he said as much as we love coming here each year and that part's a lie so again not enjoying the party yeah. we can't stay long we <laughs> must return to her side that is true he does want to return to her side oh and um i think tristan says totally understandable hawks we all wish she could be here with us tonight and sweet thing very true and another car pulls up and um the Stefan says please excuse us tristan we should go say hello to everyone come with me william there are a few people i want you to meet which is very, you know, Stefan, he's like social climbing. You have to hobnob with the right people. You have to do your duty, say hello. So he's dragging his son around. I suppose he makes William, William invite, uh,
1: come over to the party as a networking event rather than a party in itself.
0: William seems to be, I think he seems happy to come because it's like a family, you know, a Sinclair Hawks event. And he seems like he's been coming since he was a kid. But yeah, it looks like his dad is making him the uh, network like you said. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he, of course he tells him, I'm counting on you to make a good impression. And William's like, yes, father. Oh. Oh. <laughs> We're a child. I would it not doesn't... say yes, father. I would be, I would have run away from home at this point, just saying. <laughs> I essentially did that actually. So in real life. Oh. So yeah. <laughs>
2: I think I think Will has his own house. I think. Kim mentioned it a while back.
1: Oh yeah, he does.
2: I'm That's a little cool. confused he... on his living situation because it does seem like he lives. It's it's implied that he lives in his own house, but like he seems to mostly like hang out at his parents' house. So,
1: I in think the house. I think the maids mentioned that it's only been lately that William started visiting um, the Hawks' house because of his mother.
2: Oh. So it's only only until
1: recently that he started visiting more often. Unless I'm wrong.
2: I need to reread. My
1: memory is kind of blurry at the moment.
2: Yeah, I don't know.
0: I got the impression he lived with his parents, but I'll pay attention whenever I read. Look for clues. (laughs) Anywho, um, and Lauren's suspicious. She's like, oh, what is his father setting him up for again? So Mm -hmm. she doesn't realize the dynamic between them and is frustrated and not happy about it i don't Um, think lauren would allow anyone to do that to her
2: (laughs) so stefan's like very rigid on appearances like appearances are very important to him in that it does make sense because he is um high class and people you know are supposed to like you know have good mannerisms and such but and i think lauren does believe that stefan is at fault for the reason will is so closed off and like why Mm -hmm. Um, like the like everything is fine like that was from mid-season one and mm-hmm. she's like when will you open up and she does think that like Stefan is part of that problem and <laughs> she's right yeah yeah
0: she didn't she wasn't even privy to the conversation that Will and Kim had which you know mm-hmm. really gave us more insight into him but she realizes it I mean they've been friends for a long time so not surprising yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? I do like the fact that um, there's different personalities displayed because, you know, not if people would react differently to having Stefan as a father, someone like Kim would probably blow him off, you know, and never <laughs> listen to him. But Will is is different. You know, he he does try to please his father and follow his expectations. Lauren would also not do it. She might not be as subversive as like Kim, but she would probably just follow her own path quietly. And it's interesting to see like how every character. Um, really has their own personality and they're not Mm -hmm. just carbon copies
2: yeah the character building is absolutely fantastic in purple hyacinth just like the world building or the plot everything just works amazingly and the characters um bounce off one another just perfectly Mm -hmm. so now
0: speaking of character (laughs)
2: You're going to embarrass me like this Rin, Rin, your time has come My time has come Hear me out
1: (laughs) I'm going to embarrass myself like this Oh my gosh I haven't seen Dakin Rhymeso since episode 68 I miss him so much I'm so hungry My skin is cleared My crops are watered Grand (laughs) majestic entrance Oh like literally episode 68 felt like a while back and seeing him again oh brings tears to my eyes (laughs) ravishing in that fur coat after all he's the king's right hand man, and oh (laughs) a new religion has been made
0: (laughs) (laughs) he does look very noble with that goatee I will say he has nice cheekbones nice jawline good choice Rin thank you thank you Yes, you'll personally take credit for that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to. Yes, I encourage that hairstyle on him. When he comes home to me at night, I make sure it is well barbered.
1: <laughs> Who knows? Like maybe, like he, when he goes to sleep, I'll just sneak in there and then put some wax strips on those goatee and be like,
0: <laughs> Oh, "You don't like the, the goatee?"
1: <laughs> no, I do. I do. Initially, I didn't, but it grew on me. We're on him That's too, but anyway, him. sorry. The things like, you do for like true love, you know. Huh? The things you do for true love, you learn to accept the parts that you're not too interested in, but you learn to accept.
0: Well, I admire your selflessness and dedication.
1: Oh, <laughs> so thank you, you. Do you. Wanna
0: you wanna read through these panels?
1: Um, no, you can go ahead. It's fine. Okay,
0: fine. You just wanna fangirl extensively? Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so noble majestic looking goatee Daken comes in and the framing is beautiful. Like, um, I don't know if you you guys noticed, like it's kind of impossible for the backgrounds to be completely sky. Like when everyone walks in, the background is just sky. It doesn't really make sense. Like there should really be buildings there unless they're like on the top of a mountain, you know? really there should be buildings on the other side of the street but it makes for a nice entrance and it's very dramatic so and the framing is of course from underneath them so they just look great <laughs> yeah
1: you do have a good point maybe they're in maybe this is why deacon is gone
2: <laughs> oh yeah good point. aren't there <laughs> okay. supposed to be like hedges in that area like uh, yeah really i think it's just that? for
0: dramatic effect because I, I mean last time Lauren came like I'm pretty sure there's houses across the street you know <laughs> like, yeah or something like this yeah the fence right like, when they walk in there's like a fence outside their house
2: mm-hmm. I think we see it in like um when Dawkins first arriving like when we see him through the window there's a fence but I think Lauren's house is also more up north so and the houses up there if you look at the map they are bigger and the properties are probably bigger and so they're a little more spaced out than they are in like um the central part of the of the precinct where the as we see like with Kim the houses are more t- are more tightly packed packed together
0: but if you look like at the window like the only way you would get that view is if it's totally on the top like the top of a yeah. mountain and like there's nothing there which I don't think that's the case but it's fine it looks nice <laughs> so
2: <laughs> it's for the aesthetic
0: yeah
2: he's God
0: <laughs> it's for so he, even says,
2: he even
1: says he even says
0: God yes yes yeah. <laughs> um so he says it was hard he's like they're like talking you made it in he's like yes god yes it was so hard to escape the castle but here I am so clearly he's a busy person he's like where's our girl Aww. oh oh so that like, is so cute
2: I love how he says where's our girl because like he's not like where's my girl he's like where's our girl interesting news right there I see Hello. you Dokken I see you
0: <laughs> yes there'll be a lot of references to that r over this episode mm-hmm. and he says lauren i'm so glad to finally <laughs> see you little wren and you know when abe called her little wren like she was not too happy about it but lauren is totally happy with him calling her little wren they hug and she says you're always locked up in your tower <laughs> but uncle would have sent the entire APD to ring you here if you didn't show up so romantic isn't he I'm like wait romantic <laughs> when i first read this and i'm I like okay interesting I-, I didn't think too much i was like interesting I don't know why she's using the word romantic and then he's like he rolls his eyes like yes so romantic and then she says must be nice for you two to see each other again and Tristan's like let's go ahead and grab a drink shall we I don't know if that's like his version of being uncomfortable and moving the conversation along (laughs) but Lauren doesn't let him get away with it and she's like come on we all know Daken is really here to see you uncle and then
2: tristan (laughs)
0: removed he removes doc coat from him oh doc haddo
1: is beautiful took my breath away gorgeous
2: i'm screaming like when i first read this i was screaming the entire time also is it just me or is the like lighting a little more rosier than usual Mm, you do have a point Yes, it looks a little pinker than a little more corally than the sort of soft beige lighting soft golden Beige, I guess I don't know like what's a like sort of brighter beige (laughs) it's pink because it's true love
1: (laughs) oh look Um, at that smile I just want a man like Dakin who looks at me like that
2: they invented true love this is what they invented true love true love did not exist before this (laughs) um
1: I'm I'm actually so happy for them because they seem
0: to be so good for each other yes Uh, I was sad for them because if they're in love and, and what they say is true, he said, let's get you away from the doors before your ministers find you and drag you back to the castle. He never sees him. I don't want to have a true love that I never see. I felt so bad for
2: them. But eventually, like they'll get their happy they'll get their happy like ever after. Oh my god, Brynn. I just realized the PH fandom okay. is literally going to tear down the monarchy and our tallest simply so Dawkins doesn't have any responsibilities anymore. And so Dawkins can spend all his time with Tristan.
1: Yes, I will fight with
0: that. <laughs> I will fight. No, actually, my, my thought on this was that, you know, they're both adults, right? Mm-hmm. I adults and um, my like personal planning is generally people make time for what's valuable to them. So I was like a little disappointed that once I realized that they seem to be in a romantic relationship, that like, why don't they spend more time together? That's very sad. I mean, they do both have very, very busy jobs, but. I don't know, I'd like to see my lover more than once every couple of months, you know?
2: <laughs> it's but- probably also just, like, scheduling issues, because they are busy, so the times they are free are probably pretty short, and, like, they are dealing with a massive growing terrorist organization, so I'd imagine they don't have that much free time. Additionally, um, um, Dagen probably lives in the 13th precinct, I think that's the precinct where the castle is located, it might be incorrect, so, and- He did come by car and so the precinct is probably a little far away so it is hard to like you know get over and then like find times where their schedules line up perfectly and they can actually meet. They are able to call. um, (laughs) They have
0: long phone calls every night. They fall asleep Mm -hmm. with each other on the phone.
2: (laughs) Um. Okay I won't lie. I did feel (laughs) I was so like I was delightfully surprised when I saw this because people were like low-key shipping it before this a really? while. Yeah. Um, Whoever so, thought oh, about that. That's so cool. Oh, we had the like episode sixty-five. That that was like the first thing where people were like, Oh, wait, hold up. Is this is this a new ship on the horizon? And we were like, we were high on dock and like, at that time, we were, like, oh. all over Doc and Beth.
1: <laughs> I was part of that as well. Oh, forever. <laughs>
2: ashes. What happened to 65 that gave us the clue? It was the phone call. And Doc was like, oh, oh, yeah. do you have a moment? To oh. Do you have a moment where I can talk with you? So that that kind of started the fire. And then we realized that, like, back in one of the earlier chapters, Tristan said that he and the king's advisor had been in contact. And we're like, uh-huh. I see. <laughs> And then a few <laughs> weeks later, we had the presentation nice. night, which F attended. And uh, one of our server members, who I adore very much, gave a presentation on Daken. Mm-hmm. And people brought up. Oh, I um, saw that.
0: I saw. I read that one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. People brought like, up reasons reasons why
0: Daken is like, I don't know, cool or something. Why You should love Daken. And it's like, Daken is hot. You know? <laughs>
2: it's yeah, very so, funny. And F attended the presentation nights. And people were like, talking about Daken Beth. And then she's like, no, 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 it's Dacus And that was, and we, we weren't sure, like, was it crack? Was she serious? And so we were low-key shipping it, like, on the side. And then we have this episode and people went nuts. <laughs> Wait, what was the first ship name that they said? Dacus I think. Someone said Yeah, Someone said I think Triscom is also one for a while.
0: That could be one as well. Yeah, that's also funny. By the way, that's one of the things that like um, I started understanding about like fandom has its own certain like conventions, and one of them is to give a ship name like by use combining their names. It's not something I encountered before I started reading webtoons, really. So I, I'm finding it funny, like this, like Loki and the Kiwi. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I find it hilarious as well because. I'm quite surprised by this ship, actually, because don't stone me for this Foot knows. But before Darkestan entered the picture, we were in our taken Beth phase.
0: <laughs> and um, silence. I never thought they were lovers. They did not interrupt. It's like
1: it. just a crack ship. It's just a crack ship. But I'm, I was so was interested
2: really? in it. Really? Was, was it a crack ship to you?
1: <laughs> it is. Uh, I'm sure of it. I bet you are laughing at me. <laughs> I'll be the last one standing.
2: here <laughs> With ashes. It all started. It all started on stream, right? I think you were there. Yes. Because Soph was drawing episode sixty-eight. She was drawing that Doctor Beth scene, and "Into You," like still "Into You" by Paramore started playing, and people were going <laughs> nuts. <laughs> and iconic. Then, like, it was iconic. I have so many screenshots. And then like it was one of my last streams actually and then um, yeah people started shipping it from there we had the like song playing so changed like the dialogue so it was like as you scroll it was it was like the lyrics of the song and then we just blasted the song so scrolled down people screenshotted it and when the episode came out so put it on her story, <laughs> oh, I that's,
0: that
2: story. One,
1: that's one of my favorite memories of being on the server it is so fun
2: mm-hmm.
1: like initially was... I was against this crack ship until my friend <laughs> that also did the presentation about dating <laughs> came up with these amazing headcanon stories about them and I was like you know what sign me up I'm into this guilty pleasure scandalous <laughs> crack ship
0: oh boy I should think of my own crack ship I feel left out now <laughs> what should I think of But anywho, we get some confirmation
2: here. What? There's a ton you could choose from. (laughs) Yeah. Mm.
0: Uh, My guilty
1: pleasure, Dakenberg crack ship, forever remain as ashes. Oh, my empire has fallen. But Pakistan shall
2: rise. I just remembered. I have like three main crack ships. One of them isn't really crack anymore. It's just like, it's technically kind of sort of not it's like half canon now because one of the characters actually exists, but my three main crack ships are we call it pair, and it's supposed to be <laughs> arthur x a, a fan name that we gave the McTrevor trevor kid which was um peter i think so like arthur and peter we made it pair. so it's like these two kids and we we're like oh they would be so cute and then we have um
0: Every kid is called arthur
2: you saying the prince is oh named <laughs> okay? Fine. And the two are like the same age, and we were like, "Oh, the class difference; it'd be perfect." And it would be just—it's just supposed to be wholesome. Um, and then we have Zephlos, which is which includes another fanon name. All of these crack shapes are fanon. Um, so Zephlos is fan-in. Zephyr. Fanon is fan canon. Yeah, like okay. stuff that the fan makes, like popular stuff that the fandom makes um so zephyr is zephyr from the circus and carlos and carlos is a fan of name that we gave to like the game guy who is like the carnival guy who was like karen was interacting. With, yeah like karen was yeah. talking to about like joining the pantheon okay and okay. then so we have that ship it's one of my favorites and then we have um darsara which is supposed to be darcy x kiara and kiara was the fanon sister that we had for kieran which is this is like august she's an old character like she's been around for a while okay
0: kiara well i mean that would be a good female equivalent of kieran so mm-hmm.
2: or kiara i guess depends what i say we had like kiara is my character daughter like she's my daughter i love her so uh-huh. much <laughs> i have so many headcanons for her the whole I like
1: the name so much. It sounds so lovely.
0: Isn't oh, yeah. Kiara um, the name of the princess in Lion King too?
2: <laughs> I think so. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that is, sorry about the crack ship tangent.
0: <laughs> no, that was that was interesting. Um, <laughs> I did not think of any of them. I will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, back to our ship here. We have, Dawkins um, uh, saying, "Don't worry, Tristan." I intend to stay hidden here for as long as I can. And, and the their hand, fingers
2: are touching. The oh. hand touch to end all hand touches. Lockie could <gasps> oh. never. Exactly. Lockie could never.
0: <laughs> so thrilling. Gets. Anywho, that was very romantic and sensual. <laughs> By the way, um, did I tell you, I mentioned that I grew up very religious and like I didn't interact with boys when I was, um, since I was like a kid. And then, <laughs> so I didn't touch any guys until I met my husband <clears throat> and yeah, the first hand holding was like intense. So I can relate. <laughs> so anyway, so we're back at the party and there's more black figures and they're just walking around and everyone's talking and there's like, blah, 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 blah. I see people like wars blurred out. They're just socializing and Lauren's also socializing and, um, Oh, actually, for a second,
1: for, do you want to mention one of the background characters looking yes, like? these the two background okay.
0: characters
2: that I love. So in one of the panels, we see Stefan and William, and there's this guy who has these intense sideburns. I mean, they're not that intense, but they're like, they're decent sideburns, and I won't lie, he kind of looks like Hans from Frozen. He does! <laughs> oh my gosh! That hair color, yeah. <laughs> and then right below him in the next panel there's this woman who could um she could step on me (laughs) (laughs) okay she's cute (laughs) and yeah um i have a new favorite background character
0: (laughs) favorite background character (laughs) well that is a level there should be a presentation on that or like a vote favorite background background
2: characters i will keep that in mind for our next presentation night yeah Mine might
0: Ooh. be the uh, the poor lady who gets knocked out by Lauren at the hotel.
2: <laughs> oh, no. My
0: oh, favorite cute.
1: background character will probably oh, be when... I think it was back in season one when Lauren was walking in the rain, looking sad. And then there was a background guy, like, looking concerned towards Lauren.
2: <laughs> There's also... Uh, Mindy I'm not sure if you remember him but there's like this kid that Harvey carries in the prologue like that Harvey's yeah. trying to protect uh-huh. that kid is so unproblematic I love him so much <laughs> innocent <laughs> the one truly moral character in the story <laughs> <laughs> Yep.
0: <Yeah. laughs> so anyway yeah there's a bunch of people and well, they do have faces so we get to see them and Lauren, finally, she's like nodding, you know, being sociable. And then she, she side-eyes the table. She says next to herself, I haven't eaten anything other than a blueberry since season one. Breaking the fourth wall.
2: Icon. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Poor Lauren. I no wonder if she's so skinny. <laughs> Starving away. Doesn't eat. Doesn't sleep. Huh. We know she showers at least once, so... <laughs> <laughs> And so she eyes this sandwich, this giant hoagie sandwich on the table. And she smiles and she's like, yes, absolutely. And she looks at it again and it's gone. <laughs> she's like, my sandwich. And who does she see eating it across the room? She thinks, no, we see this guy. He have, shoves the sandwich in his mouth and she's like, wait, and her eyes go wide. She's like, that's, oh, actually, sorry. He's not eating the sandwich, but through the guy eating the sandwich, she sees- a gentleman and a woman and she's like that's mr evans and is that his wife <laughs> but there he is jabbering away with his arm around his cute little wife mr evans from the date and we have a little flashback where he's like wink i'm still not married
2: the audacity to show up at the party the guy who stole her sandwich i want him thrown from the party one for eating Lauren's sandwich and two for how he's holding it who holds a sandwich like that it, it genuinely terrifies me why is his whole hand around it why is he not holding it with two like I get you can do it like with it's one but, like, why, is, <laughs> why is it like an entire clasp around it like dude you are you all right <laughs> like who hurt you <laughs> wait we have asking to asking
0: the important questions <laughs> Which we should know in defense of this guy it's not like lauren put her hand on the sandwich she just looked at the sandwich for one second so
2: how is he to know he's innocent <laughs> but also he's it i can see the food in his mouth and i'm like disgusted like dude close your mouth while you eat do not just need to be messy <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I got it you got it in for this guy you yeah really
2: everything bad <laughs> and then also miss evans like mrs evans also a very fine lady like girl get away from that marriage you deserve so much better she
0: she could be a terrible human being we don't know she looks very cute yeah but like i mean though a nasty. terrible
2: human being she's so pretty
0: <laughs> yeah that is a very um common fallacy pretty must be good ugly must be bad um i mean it's presented a lot it's it's actually it's my undergraduate in psychology and it's very 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 well studied that like attractive people people assume that they're moral and intelligent and capable
2: and all that so there you go looks <laughs> pretty, pretty why hot it's pretty why hot but yeah i love her hairstyle so, so much like like that's goals her she has hair goals
0: and um and she's like how did lauren's like how did he end up here and then she's she excuses herself she's like excuse me for a moment i forgot to tell my uncle something and then she thinks that he seriously needs to reconsider his guest list so i guess he has not shown up before so not close family friend
2: i am you know this oh sorry what uh sorry <laughs> sorry for interrupting um did you want to say something else no go ahead oh, okay um then i'll go the focus on Mr. Evans like just this moment here I find very suspicious because um it we didn't need it right we didn't need to see Mr. Evans here and yeah it could be played for comedy but everything in PH has a little bit of importance to it like even the butler and Lady A were not just pure comedy they've been used to plant the seed of idea in Kim's head that like someone in Loon might be a woman yeah so comedy still has importance to PH and so while the scene is played for comedy and Lauren's like how is he here what is he doing here Um, my uncle really needs to reconsider the guest list it does make me suspicious why he is here and as we see later the three dudes um, Doc and Tristan and Stefan are a little bit suspicious and giving off huge phantom scythe vibes and it does make me wonder is mr evans part of the phantom Scythe, and is he maybe one of the new apostles it's a stretch i don't think he's capable enough but it is possible
0: i think i i don't know about what he is but i do think that he will maybe be significant to the story
2: yeah he definitely has some sort of importance now
0: Probably, I we'll a, probably discover that he's even more of a douchebag than over than new he is.
2: <laughs> I can't wait. I hope that we see this, but that by the time the series ends, um, his wife has divorced her because that would just be so satisfying. We start off the series with Mr. Evans cheating on her, and we end the series with um, Mrs. Evans leaving him and getting a huge divorce settlement. Like, she takes like a ton of his money. That would be iconic <laughs> we would love to see it the here. best character arc of the entire series <laughs> <laughs> okay yes i could see that
0: so lauren asks um this couple she's like are you done with your drinks yes m- uh, here i'll take care of the glasses which i'm pretty sure like we're going to discuss the glasses i think that it's like dialogue this dialogue is here for a reason, because like, Lauren's not a waitress, you know, like, I'm pretty sure they're wealthy enough to hire a waitress at this party. That usually is like what's done. So I don't think there's a, a need for Lauren to take those glasses. I do think the glasses might be significant. So mm-hmm. he says, oh, thank you. And she says, got a dip. And she <laughs> puts like the wine glasses, two of them at her eyes. I think she's just being goofy. I'm not quite sure what she means. by like, got a dip. Does that just mean, like, I gotta
2: avoid catching into people? I gotta, gotta hop. I have to go like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. She is um, sort of technically a co-host because this is, like, her house. It's um, the house of Duncan, Or Sorry, not Duckin, Not yet. It's not Duckin's <laughs> yet. But it, it is Tristan's house. <laughs> and she does live there. So I guess she is kind of obligated to sort of help out. We do know that she does have a maid, right? They have at least one staff person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure where the maid is. Hmm, um, I'm not sure either. She might just be helping out.
0: We're having a day off. Anyway, she's clacking along. She has heels. She's like, "Why do I always end up with so many cups?" <laughs> yes, Lord. Maybe you like cups at the bar over here.
2: It's funny. And the tarot card.
0: Yeah. So I do think that it is significant, and we'll, we'll I think we can discuss it I will, <gasps> towards the endish. Oh.
2: Wait, I'm, wait do you want to discuss the tarot okay yeah sure here? you know what that's fine let's, let's talk about it now why not because I, I did realize something that is making me a little bit suspicious okay so, so the it, it was like three cups overturned right mm-hmm. in the uh, from 69 Hikate was showing in the tarot cards and I think it was like Five three cups. cups are overturned one uh they represent like disappointment, failure, and loss. And yeah. that would leave Lauren with two cups. Right. Two cups two of cups standing and
0: three, three down, And she says that they're it's from the past. Mm-hmm.
2: And we see here that there are three cups, but I actually think that they're supposed to represent the two cups in one cup is still up. And one cup has wine in it. And that wine looks suspiciously a lot like blood.
0: (laughs) Okay, Wait, your theory before you said that what if the three cups that are down are the three people that she lost, which are her Mm -hmm. parents and Dylan? What if the two empty cups are her
2: parents that are really dead and then someone is still alive? One of them is still alive.
0: That could be it, too. Because red is alive, right? People, blood is a life force. So, yeah.
2: So, sorry. Instead of the two, sorry, I meant the three. It could be the three overturned one of them still has blood in them so one of the three people is still alive yes yes oh, oh my, my gosh God. totally this is yeah I agree this is it this is but truth the other two. big t- brain time why would why would Lauren be carrying like a um, glass full of wine I don't think she had one earlier it did seem like she had one earlier and then she took the glasses from those people why would people give her a wine glass that's still full of wine they wouldn't be done with it right the other two are completely empty. Like there's not a trace of wine in there. So why does that one have. Why does that one have wine in it? Oh, for sure. Someone is alive. <gasps> people Great. were theorizing so excited. That Alexander was the leader. So. What? People were theorizing that Alexander. Uh, Lauren's dad was the leader yeah. the other day. And that would mean he would have to be alive. And so now I'm like. Oh. So now like I'm like is it sorry i either think it could be mr rosenthal or alexander and that would make a massively good moral dilemma for lauren Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) bad enough that she found that her parents are apostles if she found that her dad was the leader Mm -hmm. and then for kieran also right kieran who's come to care for lauren and he personally wants to take down the leader and then suddenly he finds out it's her dad (gasps) yeah
2: damn family drama
1: I mean, if Alex does turn out to be alive, do keep in mind that in episode 54, I believe, like in the attic, there was a family photograph, right? And his
2: eyes was open. Mm-hmm. So Meeting the in-laws just got a ton more complicated. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> ah, well, this will be fun. We'll keep this in mind. I, wanna, I can't wait to see which, if we're correct we could forever. just be crazy
2: so and theorizing over a little literal just basic wine glasses but yeah. this is ph you <laughs> never know <laughs> well it's fun okay so anyway we see
0: um Dokken looking at a frame photograph of her parents on their wedding day and he says ah time flies doesn't it it regrets making. um and then there's another close-up and he says it regrets it makes me regret not taking you to the castle with me so, I mean, that's a level of involvement if he felt responsible enough to to want to take her and um, raise her. And then you see Rachel and Alexander looking at each other. It's very sweet. They look very cute and young and happy and in love, you know, as they I should on their wedding day.
2: I love Rachel's dress so much. She mm-hmm. is an icon. I want to be her. Like, I know she's dead, but I want to be her. <laughs> like yeah, that looks dress, like that lady
0: that you like, awesome. Mr. Evans, Mrs. Evans. Right, the blonde, cute, short blonde hair.
2: There's so many gorgeous women in this episode (laughs) but yeah Yeah. her dress is gorgeous the sleeves the sleeves are a bit more period centric they are they are reminiscent of sort of the later half of the 19th century um with the sort of lamb chop sleeves I think that's what they were called and the turtleneck sort of um collar the turtleneck is a very popular style in our tallest so I love the continuit the continuity I didn't say that right but whatever so I love that in like just the fashion and also like her veil and the flowers in her hair and unfortunately it's they're not too detailed so we can't really tell what flowers they are if we want to do a flower analysis on that but they do seem to be holding roses like in the Mm. bouquet which is like it might be red roses most likely so that's like love
0: yeah well you know if you if you're the wedding dress kind of person you can model your dress after hers
1: <laughs> oh so. day, can we meet again yes <laughs> okay before we start going off on onto diaries, like hear me out i feel like dagon is always full of surprises and i feel like i'm sitting on a roller coaster because <laughs> <laughs> but already heard this enough from me. Because if you think about it, he got introduced in a webtoon looking like a sexy, lavish, <laughs> 25-year-old Hottie, right? Then he's not He's gotta be older. <laughs> but he 20, looked, looked twenty two.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's anyway. probably like 40. Um, okay. If. If Alexander and Rachel got married like right after college or around those college years, they would have been around early 20s, I'd assume, maybe like 24, or 25, 25 and 23
0: is. when they had her. I remember I figured out when they oh, right. I saw their graves.
2: Oh, right. That's true. So they would, yeah, they're like right out of college. They were young. And Tristan seems to be around their age. I think Tristan was the older brother. So Tristan's probably like, he was probably like maybe um, a couple years older. 30 at most, um, around that. And so now we add 22 years to that. So they're like, they're most likely in their late 40s, early 50s. To be mid 40s,
0: but yeah, I mean, he could have been younger, but he had to have been an adult in order to adopt and take care of um, Lauren when she was 12. Mm-hmm. So
2: he probably wouldn't have been 15.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's say if she was 12 theoretically he could have been 22 like whatever but he could he could be a mere 10 years older than her but i don't think so i think he's a little bit older than that (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: but yeah i find him to be a surprising character like he's full of surprises because in the royal retaliation episodes when he got introduced he looked like 25 plus years old looked and then he grew up facial hair much to everyone's surprise it's a deal breaker for some but i ended up quite (laughs) liking it on him Damn! Another big plot twist. He revealed to be Lauren's godfather during a phone conversation with Tristan. But oh, the surprises doesn't end there. Turns <laughs> out he's together with Tristan. <laughs> it begs the yeah. question: What's next up your sleeves, Dakin?
2: I mean, Dakin Skin is like it's glowing. His he may be busy as hell, but he he leaves time for his skincare routine. <laughs>
0: And sleep, you must sleep because your skin looks good if you sleep, or let's just say it doesn't look good if you don't sleep. So, <laughs> so That's the one is so
2: pale, <laughs> this is <a> <laughs>
0: yeah, he does look quite nice. I would agree. Um, and then he, he talks more about like the, the castle, and he says, As unkind as that environment is, I wish I could have been more present for you. Oh, so yeah, he really does care, it's all truths and Lauren says are we about think to herself are we about to have a serious conversation while I'm holding three glasses again with the emphasis on the glasses and he's mm-hmm. like what do you and then she said like, what are you talking about you were always here when I was little <laughs> and with all your responsibilities you couldn't take me in so guys he was there a lot when she was little yeah. was it when with Tristan
2: <laughs> like listening uh, her the PS has been growing in size over the years. So it probably wasn't as big of an issue back then. Like it was still a big issue. I mean, they just did a full on terrorist attack, like on a, and killed a bunch of people, but it's growing in severity, like um, the PS and their danger. So, and Lauren was like right out of losing her parents and best friend. So Dakin probably wanted to be there for her. So he did come by around a lot to make sure like she was doing all right and stuff. Cause he's been, he's been King's advisor for a while. I mean, he was back in the Edward age, Edward era. Like he was advising Edward back then and that was 10 years ago. So he's been doing this for a while.
0: Yeah, clearly he's busy. She says, like, oh, don't worry. You couldn't have taken me in. And then she thinks, yup, we are. This is exactly what's happening. <laughs> Talking with the wine glasses. And she says, besides I have no idea how he could have put up with all those annoying protocols. I totally agree. I don't think Lauren's the kind of person to stand on ceremony and be inter- interested in all that. I totally agree. She would be very frustrated with
2: a royal kind of life. <laughs> she's so lucky she got she ended up with Tristan and not Stefan. Because Tristan seems pretty chill and laid back. And like also Dockin, like she's really lucky. She got not one, but two, like very laid back and relaxed um, father figures. Unlike Stefan. Stefan is a mess stephan needs to get some cucumbers and a clay mask on his face
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah (laughs) and docken says i'm glad you have you've at least had a normal sorry a semblance of a normal adolescence away from the castle it's mainly why your uncle and i decided it would be best if you lived with him so that's like couple language okay (laughs) your uncle and i decided
2: your dad and i or your mom and i i right. see you tristan <laughs> yeah. oh yes or sorry not tristan docking yeah. docking mm. you ain't slick we see you
0: yeah i mean it doesn't seem like i don't know about who else knows about the relationship but it seems like it's quite normal to lauren lauren mm-hmm. knows about it lauren it is was-
2: the number one shipper actually <laughs> hold up like okay so in the next panel it's like you know your father and i it so, right if I narrate this because I just had this thought that yeah, goes go down to like the next few ones okay so um Dagen is still looking at the portrait and he's like you know your father and I we were inseparable since he came to Art Hollis for college and that's sort of it, I thought that the Sinclairs were a big family in Art Hollis but apparently not it seems like they migrated from mm-hmm. some art- other part of the country or another um, country entirely So that might have been a motive for why Alexander was in, Hmm. um, was in the, or was in Snapdragon, because maybe that situation between the classes is better from where he's from. And he was just appalled when he came to the city. So he Hmm. wanted change. And then Dokken says, he met your mother in law school, which means we still don't know much about Rachel. She might have come from a poor background and that would have also added to the reasons why they were in Snapdragon. And since they were lawyers, they would have seen a lot of injustices. So if like if um, the Sinclairs came from out of country or just out of city, uh, where the class situation was better, they came to tallest, saw how bad it was, became lawyers, also saw how bad it was, had Alexander marry Rachel, Who's from a lower class and could be like yo this stuff is bad (laughs) it would make a lot of sense why they were in snapdragon Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good
0: point
2: and And then (laughs) i was about to say earlier that lauren is the number one dakistan shipper but then we (laughs) see here that um in the next panel dawkins like before i realized how quickly time had flown by they were already married and asking us to be your godfathers I low key suspect (laughs) that Rachel and Alexander they trusted Doc and Tristan, but they made both of them godfathers to sort of force them together. They were they shipped (laughs) Alex and Rachel, they totally They set
1: everything all up perfectly.
2: From the grave. (laughs) (laughs) From the grave. If we're going down, Dakistan is not.
0: (laughs) Oh. That would be a great last thought (laughs) (sighs) but lauren you know she's has this burden of knowledge now because she thinks herself you know they're having this nice sentimental conversation but all she can think about is does he know they were apostles you know the recent revelation that she's had and i'm pretty sure he does know they were apostles yeah
2: it's most likely he (laughs) does
0: i find it so interesting i mean I guess what we'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but like there's a bunch of shady conversation going that's gonna about to happen. And Lauren seems to be a little bit oblivious and she doesn't seem to be picking up on clues. Um and I think it must be because these are people that are close to her. So mm-hmm. I think they're a little bit of a blind spot for her. But I guess let's talk about it trust. after the conversation. Mm.
1: Lauren, you got to open your
2: eyes. <laughs> but there's also there's also a lack of flies, and it does make me think that these guys sort of have to, that they're just, specifically being careful around lauren because mm-hmm. maybe one of her parents had the lie detecting ability and you know if it was alexander and alexander's the one so alive and alexander's the leader then uh doesn't
0: um, the leader doesn't the tristan know ability. about her ability
2: didn't he mention it to her um he said i i it was in the earlier chapters he was like i know you were always right or like I always believe in like that you're right but it was a lie however he's never said that I don't believe in your ability or I do believe in your ability that and in a recent chapter he was like you always have a like knack for getting yourself in tricky situations and always knowing when something's off and I was like he definitely knows it's just his wording is very careful <laughs>
0: yeah let's talk about it a little bit after this conversation because there's a lot that happens in this conversation so um now she just tells him you sound like an old man docking he's like haha I think I do indeed and then he looks down somberly and he says I never thought they'd have to die so soon that is as an innocent statement it's just like oh you know they're so young it was so sad but if you think about it from like an insider statement it's to me it think it rings a bell of like, I knew they would have to die eventually because of their involvement, but I didn't think it
2: would be so soon.
0: What do you all yeah.
2: think? Um, I do feel he might have been a part of the plot to kill them. That was like back in the presentation theory.
1: Oh, so that like, will break my heart.
2: That would break my heart. I would oh. cry if that happened. So
0: Very plausible. But Meaning I'm hoping... He-
2: Go ahead. oh sorry oh you can go
0: yeah i mean i think that even if he did have to kill them you could say it like a, i know a lot of people say like oh Kieran's forced to kill blah, blah blah um it could kind of be that situation where he, he for whatever reason whether it's him believing in the phantom side whether it's him being forced to but i definitely think it's completely possible that he was forced to for whatever reason be part of the plan to kill them
2: mm-hmm I'm hoping that it was just like something the leader cooked up to get rid of the epo- to get rid of them because they were two of the apostles. But like the other pos- the other apostles may have been involved as well. So like yikes. <laughs> he he probably would have been against it because he and Alexander were friends and he does say that and it wasn't a lie. And he obviously does care a lot about Lauren and Tristan and just, like, their family. So I do have a hard time believing that he would act maliciously towards his, like, friend.
0: I don't know. I'm not surprised because ideology makes people do crazy things. And Mm -hmm. it definitely makes people turn against their loved ones. Mm -hmm. So he might have been such a fanatic believer in the Phantom Scythe that he, for whatever reason, whatever the circumstances were, like the politics with internally, that he felt Mm -hmm. it was the the necessary thing to do.
1: Yeah. Could he be the traitor that Hecate was mentioning about then? Yeah. Because if you think about it, you may think your enemies are hidden in the shadows, but he is closer to you, more similar to you than you think, Lauren. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, just how similar could he be to Lauren? They're both lost the people that they love like Lauren with Dylan
2: and now Deacon with the Sinclairs so what if, what if it's someone who can tell lies he's more similar to you than you think it's someone oh. else who could tell lies it could be that it could be Alexander <laughs> I mean if we go back to that theory that he's the leader and has the power to tell lies like just like his daughter it might be him but yeah, I definitely do enjoy the um, Dawkin is the traitor theory. It's a very plausible I can one. see
1: it. I can see it. Yeah, I can. Unless see it. <laughs> unless we're wrong, <laughs> we can be clowns together. Hey,
2: it's, <laughs> and, it's better than I, me thinking it was Kieran and writing up like <laughs> oh writing up yeah a ton of words on it. Uh,
0: I mean, why why was that theory disqualified? It's still like Kieran, no?
2: It's just it's a really big stretch um so for the podcast listeners who haven't read the theory the other day i wrote a theory that the leader had actually ordered the creation of loon and kieran was in on it but lauren wasn't lauren didn't know and so basically sort of everything that kieran did it was because the leader had sort of like ordered him to do it and uh That's why they were going after Apostle Seven first. And that's why Kieran's lead was Apostle Seven, because Apostle Seven, right now, is the greatest threat to the leader's power. So the leader was gonna have Loon take down A7. And it was just Lauren seemed so such a like specific target for Kieran. It was like, wow, he got really lucky. And like when he was able to propose a deal to her and just all the events that led up to it, it just was way too convenient for. Him to set up were just way too convenient for it to happen by chance, and so I was thinking, like, how meta would it be if it was actually a puppet master this whole time making things convenient? Like, that would just be genius on so an f- F's part, and just kind of break the fourth wall a bit because stories are convenient. But what if they gave an explanation for why it was so convenient and it fit into the story? Like, my mind would have been blown. But it does have a, that theory does have a lot of flaws. So um, it's not very plausible, but if you would like to read it, it is in the fan theories room on the Purple Hyacinth Discord, also known as the fandom site. And if you look at pinned messages, it is right there. And you, in the first part of nine is pinned. <laughs> Self promo. But yeah, I it's swear, most likely. I swear it's, with it's your dear Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Dawkins is more likely to be the traitor than Kieran. Sorry, Red, you can go.
1: No, no, I was just saying, like, your theory is pretty good, good, actually. Like, it changes everything, if you were, to give a reread.
2: Yeah, that's what I also really liked about it, because Purple Hyacinth, the twists change how you view the story. Mm. So for Archivist Kieran, for example, because I think that's a pretty big one, like, none of us saw that coming, except when we saw him in that office... And we were shocked, but when we went to reread, we suddenly were picking up on hints and just suspicious moments that built up to that plot twist. And there are so many suspicious moments from Kieran and his just unwillingness to give Lauren a lot of information that sort of hints towards him being closer to the leader than we thought and the leader having more of a hand over Loon. Um, one of the mods and I, uh, her name is Lanx. Lanx is positively lovely. She and I, we both had this theory. We came up on it with separate occasions. and then like we one at one point, we just both realized that the other had the same theory. <laughs> and we had this theory that Loon would eventually team up with the leader to take down Apostle Seven, because Apostle Seven would have become the ultimate big bad. And then when I was discussing this theory at first, before I wrote the whole essay, <laughs> And I got Lanx there and I was like, Lanx, what if, remember the loon teams up with the leader theory? And she was like, yeah, um, what's up with that? And it was like, what if that theory is true but it's already happened? And Lori just doesn't realize because Kieran and the leader have been in correlation this entire time. I need to do a reread to like do some fact checking and see if I found anything else. But right now that's where the theory stands. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's definitely very interesting to think about things from a completely new angle because it <laughs> makes you rethink the whole story. Anyway, we shall see. So, um, Lauren thinks of herself murdered by none other than their driver, another phantom sex member. Does my uncle know he and Docan work the closest to my parents? He's never let anything slip, though. So again, which I'm not sure if necessarily he'd never let anything slip or if Lauren didn't pick up on it because he's her uncle and she didn't really think about him like that. And he turns around and he notices them, Tristan at this point. And he says, reminiscing about Rachel and Alexander. And then Stefan comes over and he says, truthfully, the Allendale tragedy and the days following, uh, and the following horrid days left profound scars on us all. Okay, true statement, interesting. And he says, many things would have been different had the police and army had the right information from this I actually get a Herman vibe from everything that he says now he says um, I get the feeling that he I don't get the feeling that he was in the phantom side I get the feeling that he was on the you know he was the chief of police at that point point. and he's it seems like he's saying I didn't have enough information I didn't have the right information maybe mm-hmm. he's accusing them of not giving him the right information as we'll see he'll say something related to that in a second And Dawkins says with this glowering look on his face, he says, yes, the outcome may have been very different had certain decisions been more thought through. And here I'm thinking that they could be referencing the old Snapdragon days, right? And then the reason maybe um, Stefan was a reason that the Snapdragon was destroyed. Right, And he's saying, yeah, things would have been different. You destroyed the Snapdragon. And that's why the Phantom Sack was created. That's why they started doing acts of terrorism. Maybe it would have been different if you or the Royals or whatever hadn't destroyed Snapdragon. Mm-hmm. I also concerned to...
2: Oh, sorry,
0: you go. Yeah, I think let's just do the conversation at once because we can discuss the whole thing. And he says, with the uncertain loyalties, um, Stefan says, with the uncertain loyalties, that's stressed, of the time, any decision was a leap of faith. So he's saying... He couldn't trust people. He didn't know who to trust here. And I think it's an accusation. Showing strength in the face of the enemy was a priority. Okay. And then there's just these glowering looks. And Lauren does pick up on this. She's like, what is this all about? And Tristan's like, come on, my old friends. Now is not the time to stir up at Harald's past. This night is for festivity and hope for a better new year after all. Falcon says, you're right. And um, he says, excuse us, Tristan. Um, And Stefan says, yes, terribly sorry, Tristan which is not true. Uh, we shouldn't have argued in front of the St. Clair's picture, which is true. It's interesting that he says that. It's like a sensitivity to the dead. I don't know. And then he says, they were always exemplary people. Lie. He did not think they were exemplary people all the time. Mm-hmm. So he probably knew about their activities, whether it was Snapdragon or Phantom Sight that he knew about, but it seems like he has knowledge. And then Lauren hears that and she thinks back to what she heard at the funeral, right, um, there never was an argument we couldn't settle. And there's Stefan when he was younger. And she's like, oh, or maybe him. I never found out what he lied about on that day. Could it be related? But then she decides, and this is I think a flaw. She's like, I'm getting paranoid. I need fresh air. And she decides, oh, I forgot to reach someone and she, she leaves. And I think if I were Lauren, I would stick around and try to eavesdrop as much as I could on that conversation because there's so much information that they're exchanging with each other. And I can't, and she doesn't, she thinks she's being paranoid. I think she has a mental block and can't suspect Mm -hmm. those people that are close to her.
2: Okay, so let's discuss. Her leaving that conversation was totally worth it, as we will see. in minutes. I mean, I'm big on the theories, but I'm also big on the PH women, so like it was worth it in my mind for sure. us losing a few uh, clues for <laughs> what we ended the episode with. But yeah, uh, they, he definitely did know that the Sinclairs were up to some, uh, Stefan was, definitely knew that the Sinclairs were up to some shady business. And um, I do think that before when they're talking about many things would have, would have been different had the police and the army had the right information it does call back to Spymaster, the Spymaster, because originally the bomb attack was supposed to be on the Royal Castle, and so all the police were, like, over at the castle instead of at Allendale, and that's why Allendale was able to happen, because there was, like, almost no surveillance, and it does make me think, like, many things would have been different had the police and army had the right information. It's such a neutral, term, it's such a neutral, like, um, Phrase or statement that he could be on either side. He could be PS or he could not be PS. And it was the spymaster who said that the bombing was supposed to be at the castle. The spymaster got that wrong. And so it does sort of like make us wonder who is the spymaster and who is giving the, um, the information? Was the information wrong on purpose? Um, was the information wrong on accident? Did the did it change last minute? Was it always going to change? Did the leader do some, like, um, I don't know, behind-the-scenes stuff and just make a mess of it? And what Stefan says here, the statement that it would have been different, it's so general that we really can't tell if he was against it or for it, like the Ellendale bombing. So, yeah, things would have been different had people known that the bombing was going to be at the train station, not the palace. And then... Dogin says, yes, many outcomes may have been very different had certain decisions been more thought through. And at first, I was kind of thinking that it, he might be thinking about Lauren's parents, Doggin, in that moment, especially with the with the uncertain loyalties of the time, any decision was a leap of faith. Uncertain loyalties, it, when you think of loyalties, it's mostly between people. And if they're and they're still on the topic of decisions, so it may have been that. Dawkins is referring to the decision to kill off the Sinclairs and because he was against it uh, Alexander was his friend and Stefan is trying to defend it here with it was a leap of faith and they had to do it just you know because we they didn't know what their loyalties were and it seems so they like you know they had to show strength in the enemy or in the face of the enemy and I guess that meant, you know, cutting off toxic parts of the plant so the rest of the plant doesn't die. Oh, I can't really hear you.
0: What do you think of this whole conversation? <laughs> Ooh, very suspicious.
1: I mean, <laughs> actually, I'm not entirely too sure. Like, with the uncertain loyalties, who is Stefan... Um, referring to? Alex and Rachel or Dakin?
0: I I was thinking more of like he was on the royal side, like not the PS side, and he was questioning Daken and Tristan for being involved in like the Snapdragon. Mm. But who knows? That's that, that's kind of my thinking, but it could totally be that he's for Phantom side also. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I get the impression that he's more like Old Guard kind of person, especially with his um you know snobbery (laughs) and um want you know wanting things to be the right you know uh people to be the hierarchy and blah 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 i don't get the impression he would be interested in upending that that um system so that's why i don't Mm -hmm. i I would like put more weight on the side of like royalty versus being in the phantom site but it could be (laughs)
2: um Yeah, I definitely agree. Stefan doesn't really have much to gain by tearing down the class system. However, it does seem like the phantom scythe, as noble as they say their cause, or as noble as the cause they say they support is, like, it doesn't seem like they're going to really hold up to their promises. At least the apostles won't. It seems like the leader is still hellbent on it. The leader is still like, um, still cares about that topic, but the apostles don't. And um, I did theorize a while, like this a long time ago, like just during the server, that was an era. <laughs> um, so I've had this thought in my mind for a while that the Phantom Scythe has a lot of money, but where are they getting this money from? Are they getting it from people? Do they have businesses that they set up? And it would make sense that rich people are supporting the Phantom Scythe as they believe that the phantom scythe will eventually prevail, and by supporting the phantom scythe now, these rich people will be able to maintain their status and maintain their money in the new world of the phantom scythe and be able to stay on top. And it's another level of corruption, but <laughs> I, w- I was thinking that, and I think Stefan could be could very well be an example of that, of rich people trying to bribe their way to keep their place in the world once the once the Phantom scythe takes over.
0: Yeah, that could be. There are people who like doesn't matter who's in power; they just want to hobnob with
2: them. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Not, and Stefan does. Stefan does seem like that kind of dude. And yeah, yeah. I have another thought, but uh, I'm gonna. I just talked for a lot. So. You can uh, share, you guys. Yeah, it's uh, fine. Oh, okay. So, last chapter we had the. Um, imagery of the angels, like for these three men here. And it does all of this in this conversation specifically, it does make me think that they are apostles. All three of them. And originally I was like, um, uh, but why would Rachel and Alexander like, why would they if they knew their deaths were coming, they would have set up arrangement arrangements for Lauren and they wouldn't have wanted her to end up in the Phantom Scythe Scythe. So Dokken and Tristan likely wouldn't have been PS because Rachel and Alexander would have trusted their kid with them. And, you know, they knew that the PS was eventually going to come and kill them. But now I'm not too sure because it does seem like they are involved in the Phantom Scythe, but Dawkins is against what the Phantom Scythe is doing. And Tristan seems kind of neutral right now. We can't tell. Like, he's the middle man between Dokken and Stefan. And so maybe they thought that the two were safe enough that even though they were in the phantom side, the two were still safe enough to uh, let Lauren fall into the custody of but it's still I'm still a little bit suspicious and that is the biggest thing holding me back from fully going like these dudes are apostles and so but then another issue is there are only so many middle-aged people in our tallest that could be apostles. And it's likely that we know. That, <laughs> yeah, that we know. Theoretically, like, they can all
0: be people we don't know. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, it wouldn't make sense for the story to do that.
2: And like, <laughs> I do hope that we get to go into depth about the apostles eventually, because there's just so much intrigue and mystery around them. I hope we get to meet a lot of them. We probably won't get to meet all of them because there's been like over there there's been at least um 16 so that's a lot of people but there are four remaining from the olden days and there's only so many middle-aged people that we know and so I do hope that we get to meet the four apostles who are originals and also some of the newer apostles, because I just, their stories interest me. And so these three men, I think they are three original apostles, but who is the fourth apostle? And that, my guess, is Josephine or Redcliffe. But so for Josephine, her illness, we don't know how long it's, how long she's had this illness, but... It may have been more recent, that it's gone worse. And so she would have been able to operate as an apostle with her husband. And you'd think it'd be kind of hard to like operate in secret with like your spouse around. So maybe both Stefan and Josephine were apostles and they were, you know, family business, get Raphael in the mix too. <laughs> <laughs> we saw it with Yeah, maybe that's where he learned it. <laughs> I mean, we saw it with Rachel and Alexander, like the apostle couples, and we're we might yes. see it with Doc and Tristan. So like it, it <laughs> could be. So, and Josephine is name dropped in this episode. So those might be the four apostles, the four remaining apostles, Josephine, uh, uh, not Alexander, Josephine, Stefan, Tristan, and Daken. And I do suppose it could be Redcliffe, but I'm also sort of planning that Redcliffe might be the leader as well, because just like the leader, Redcliffe has been looming over the series from the very beginning. Like Herman mentions Redcliffe, like around like chapter seven or something like that so the two have just been looming over the series so far and we haven't met either of them so it's just very suspicious though i do think it's more likely if we went with the alexander or rosenthal is the theory uh is the leader theories then he would probably be an apostle because i mean also the, <laughs> also the also the Circus must be bringing in a lot of bank for the PS, so it does make sense that they would be getting a lot of money from there, especially since two of the Pantheon members do seem to be Phantom Sized. And maybe even more, but we don't know, right? Eurydice was pretty sus. And who knows, like
1: Raphael might be a double spy and that's why he's he entered the circus in you know,
2: order to keep an eye on the leader's operations. Mm-hmm. Raphael might be the spy master. If he's the spymaster, I'll cry because I'll have to say goodbye to my sake as spy spymaster theory. <laughs> that always it makes anymore. me laugh.
0: <laughs> and maybe that's also why he cut off ties with his family, because he knew he was doing something dangerous. He didn't want them to get endangered.
2: Yeah. That is a very good point. Like that's why he didn't go back. I do think there is more to why Raphael left so abruptly. Mm-hmm. So cool mysteries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was it, like you know, him trying to protect his family is pretty noble. Mm-hmm. But like, Rip Raphael, I, if it turns I, out both his parents were apostles. <laughs> That'd be so yeah. ironic. He was like, I have to protect my family from the Phantom Scythe, but then it turns out both of my parents are Phantom Scythe. <laughs> yeah. like, every
1: time like, I, I see Raphael, I always get reminded of, um, what's his name? Uchiha Itachi from Naruto because of the similarities in Parallel.
2: Oh, yeah. And I think F said that she did pull inspiration. Yes. Right?
0: So. Yeah. Uh, she tells him, I'll see you later. Justin says, don't worry. And then he says, there might be someone else arriving soon. Keep an eye out. I'll come by to you in just a few moments. Sure, no problem. And Lauren's like, oh, you know, rubbing her temple. She's like, who's arriving this late? And by the way, in five minutes, it seemed to, well, I guess we had an interval space that we don't know how, how long it was, but it's nighttime now. A car screeches up in front of the house and this elegant shoe and foot steps out and this is just, just like really tall heels and the drive the driver says, have fun tonight, my
2: lady. <laughs> oh, and wait, sorry. He, can I narrate this part? Yes.
0: Oh yes, please do. Please.
2: Okay. Well, sorry. Take it away. <laughs> all right no time to shine this time I have been waiting for yes. this moment since November when I got episode 67 I honestly did not expect to actually see her like I was like you know it, it would be cool if we got to see this character but I'm, I'm ready to see her as a fan and character for the rest of the series like it would be awesome if we got to know her and I really hope that she's a nice person and not like jerks that everyone's making her out to be because I have faith in this character <laughs> but you know if we got to see her that'd be pretty cool but if we don't get to see her that's all right with me I have my I have my character concepts she will always be in my mind and I will always have my crack ship with Kieran's fan and sister with her and so I did <clears throat> guess though like if we did see this character you can <laughs> I checked my discord messages and it's like hey oh what if we saw this character at the New Year's party? And I was right. <laughs> and so, yes, I have a three-month long history, which is pretty long because that's as long as the character has existed <laughs> <I> ha- <laughs> for us. I have had a bit of a history with this character. And going into this episode, I was like, you know, I should probably expect her showing up at the very end. And so when Tristan said that there might be someone else arriving soon, I was so excited. My jaw dropped just immediately. I was like, it's happening. It's happening. Everything is happening. I I started to like, I was like, I'm so excited. And Lauren's like, she's walking away to go greet a guest. And who could this guest be? And why are they arriving so late? I mean, like, you know, arriving late pretty cool and Lauren's like who's arriving this late and I'm like I know who this person is I have an idea so posted a headless shot of this character on our story I think I know who this is (laughs) and then we see the car pull up it's a screech and we see the manor and super cinematic and we see the foot step out and I was screaming I started crying I was so excited (laughs) I was tears are coming down my jaw is down (laughs) my mouth is open I'm in shock I'm elated to see this foot (laughs) in the shoe I'm like it's happening everything is happening (laughs) and it's so cinematic we've got the lens flare in the back and then we see the back of her shoes and her shoes are so elegant everything it's just these two panels of her feet and they're so elegant and beautiful and I'm like I'm crying. I love her so much already. <laughs> and then we see the have fun tonight, my lady. And I'm like, oh, and then we get the chin panel. <laughs> <laughs> we get The panel of her face and her, the top of her head is cut off. But we see those earrings and her hair and she has stuff in her hair and it's in a bun and she looks beautiful. And then her lipstick and the mole and like the, I guess, steam coming from her, <laughs> from her mouth. And she turns and she's I, I will. Thank you for driving me. And then you're too nice, lady. You don't have to thank me for everything. Or you don't have to thank me every time. And I'm like, yes. Yes, queen. I predicted it. She's such a nice character. She's, she's like the star of the show. Yeah, she's the main character. We're living in her world. And I'm like <laughs> looking at these panels and I'm like, oh my god. And the lighting is just beautiful. It's blue and purple. And there's the white around the rim a bit. And she's just radiant, even in this dark lighting. And then we go back to Lauren and the TikTok, and we like, it's, she's like um, knocking on the door, and I'm like shaking at this point. <laughs> and I'm so happy. She, Lauren um, opens the door a bit, and we see a go open, and we see these shoulders behind Lauren, like the silhouette of a person behind Lauren. And I'm, <laughs> I keep saying this, but at this point, I'm like about to throw my phone. <laughs> out of excitement and I'm just screaming you can if you like go back to discord as soon as I saw her I was just spamming her name in the chat like or her last name in the chat I'm putting off saying (laughs) it and Lauren's like oh welcome I don't think we've met before and it was like "Ah!" (laughs) and then and then Lauren moves and we see her, we see her chest and her, the bottom of her face. We still haven't seen her eyes. And, and she's like, we haven't, we haven't indeed. I assume you Miss Sinclair. Lauren's like, yes, and you are. And I'm, I already know what to expect as I scroll down. And Will's like, oh, you finally arrived. I've been eagerly awaiting for you. And that part is a lie. That last part, I've been eagerly waiting for you. Like, Will, you may not have been eagerly awaiting for her. But I sure have. It's been three months of waiting, and it is paying off right now. I will gladly take your place, William Hawks. (laughs) And I scroll down. Oh, Stephon, just so you can have Darcy. Mm -hmm. And it is this gorgeous panel of a beautiful woman in this beautiful shawl in this beautiful navy dress, and. Is. i am sobbing i am screaming <laughs> i am all over the place and she looks absolutely ethereal and magnificent and i can't even describe her with the english lexicon because she is simply above it she is simply above us all <laughs>
0: <laughs> she is a god goddess, my
2: cause.
1: goddess. <laughs> everything about her is beautiful her name is gorgeous
2: My, I just, I love her so much. (laughs) And she's just, she's barely spoken. She's literally just a breathe. She's, she literally just breathed. And she's my favorite character. (laughs) And everything was just so cinematic. And I was breathless and I just couldn't think. All I was thinking about was her. Like I completely forget about Dockiston, completely forget about (laughs) the Apostles and Rachel and Alexander and Lauren and William I just care about her. Oh, wow. Purple <laughs> Heisen who is Lady Nera Alina Darcy. And her name, her name is so pretty. She has no right being this gorgeous. Nera. I feel like we should, I feel like we should Google. What is <laughs> Naira Alina? Beautiful name, a kiss. I, Neera. her wallpaper. <laughs> this panel of name, origin origin oh. or let's see nira it's name, a spanish origin so meaning okay what does it mean i think it means like royalty or something i might be wrong i don't really remember it's like nobility i think well if it's I a Urdu, hindu it's name, a spanish origin okay
0: well uh, the what i'm seeing here is like a indian name and it says radiant brilliant full of light she is that <laughs> um Interesting. Yeah, when I look it up, though, it says it's Spanish. So when I look up the origin, let's mm-hmm. see about Elena. Oh, it means.
2: Oh, Elena shoot! I forgot about Spanish this. Family. Okay, shoot, I got it wrong. So when I search up Nera name meaning, it means this Spanish family name Nera is of ancient and noble descent. That's where I got the nobility part mixed up, and is classified as being a habitation origin. In this particular instance, the name Nera is taken from the place named Nera. The etymology of the Galatian word Nera lies in the Basque term Nera, which is, these are all different spellings, meaning bog of ferns, which is a bit interesting. Interesting. And Delina. it does mean, it seems to mostly mean like something of ferns.
0: Okay. And Elena um, apparently is also means bright shining light. So okay. that would go with the, the Indian reading for
2: um, Elena. Sorry, Nira. But that's that's actually pretty ironic because Darcy means dark, which is ironic because we also have um, Kiran, which means a little dark one. So Darcy's last name means dark. So it's like radiant shining dark, like Ferns of radiant shining dark, like this. Really,
0: Sun is a dark one. Yeah, I didn't look that up. Hey, Kieran's the name. I thought it was made Kieran's up. Kieran's
2: name means. <gasps> it's a real uh, name. Yeah, Kieran's it's, name is a real Gaelic name. It means um, dark, black, Scottish, hair. and it means little dark one. Gaelic, but yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Such a fitting name for Kieran. Which is also, again, also ironic because his last name is white. So it's like little dark one light so these two have like opposite names sort of like uh his first name means dark, and his last name means light whereas her middle name means light and her last name means dark no i'm not trying to suggest that they're siblings i've seen that theory and i'm over it i do not accept it (laughs) you can get that theory away from me i do not like
0: it why why do you object to that theory it seems like it's emotional for you it
2: doesn't make sense really also because i was shipping the fan and sister with the fan sister of karen with her so that would be very <laughs> messy <laughs> but um it also just wouldn't make sense if karen came from Gray chapel and um and if darcy i'm gonna keep calling her darcy for <laughs> three months in three months of conti- uh, i don't know forevermore con- calling her darcy um it doesn't it just doesn't make sense for the two to be related like maybe they knew each other but i wouldn't say that they're blood related because like you know one of them seems to be born into wealth while the other was not born into wealth the other was born into poverty and maybe maybe she was adopted but i do hope that twins have... separated
0: at birth
2: <laughs> yeah um biracial cure and in theories intensify <laughs> but yeah i do hope that like we her family is like also POC, so people of color. Because that would just also that would just be so fun to see. And yeah, she may have been also adopted by a POC family, but you know, it I'm not sure Stefan would take too kindly to like he probably wants someone of descent, noble descent, knowing Stefan. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but yeah, that panel of her had me in tears. <laughs>
0: by the way so I because I I watched the streams I didn't know she was coming. I knew she was coming but yeah people were obsessed with her in the stream they were like just made the most hyperbolic statements they possibly could I'm like oh interesting like I don't feel that way about Darcy but okay
2: yeah I have been standing her from day one (laughs) ever since I knew of her existence I loved her and I defended her against the Darcy haters and I have the bone (laughs) to pick with the Darcy haters Especially with the comment section. The comment section... Oh no, oh, don't a
1: stop. Don't a lot get me that. started.
2: There's a lot of support in the comment section of this episode. And I don't usually read the comment section of, of episodes. But I did. Just for this episode. Because I know there are a lot of Darcy haters out there. And I just have a few things to say to the Darcy haters out there. <laughs> One, leave this girl alone. She has barely existed. She has only breathed. And y'all are already wishing death on her. Like, give her a break. (laughs) Also, number two, she is not here to be drama for the Kiwi ship. Yes, she will kind of be an obstacle, technically, because of Stefan's pressure. But she is not only an obstacle. She is not a 2D character. She is a badass. She is a queen. She is about to help Loon take down the leader. I can already feel it. She is going to be... a major significant character to the story and she is not here to add romance drama she is above that internalized misogyny she is not competition (laughs) she is not a rival she is here to vibe and have fun and take down uh oppressive systems and she will be a queen while doing so (laughs)
1: like you can't just you can't hate Darcy like if you want to hate someone just hate Stefan
2: Mm-hmm. Blame it on like- the people who are forcing her into this situation, not her, because she is still a victim in this. She is still the one being pressured into this marriage. It is not her fault.
0: <laughs> he didn't say anything about marriage. He just encouraged he suggested her. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't. For all you know, she doesn't even know about it. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Isn't it quite interesting? Like in media, it is another rival but it's a male everyone starts fangirling and be like oh I don't know which side to, to yeah. choose but then yeah. if it's a woman everyone's like oh
2: don't burn yeah. my ship it's it's a lot of internalized misogyny I would guess like people are like you know just against her against other women and like stop please I hate this trope so much of like the other female sorry the other female love interest being like a jerk because it's just not realistic in my opinion and it's always just a competition for the guy like why are you fighting for a guy men aren't worth it men aren't worth internalized misogyny men aren't worth um like being rivals with other girls like we should be holding other girls up not tearing each other down over a dude (laughs) and I I get like a dude maybe like you know a fine piece of man but the internalized misogyny is not worth it
0: i think also i kind of assumed that they had used the word darcy because in pride and prejudice obviously darcy comes off he's pretty snobby in the beginning and uh, mm. supercilious and very socially awkward and doesn't know how to express himself well and by then and we we totally don't like him in the beginning but by the end of the story we come to realize that he's really good inside and he just like doesn't really have great social skills and he learned and he became less snobby and less prejudiced over time right so I kind of assume maybe that there's a reason they chose that name um mm. you know we're supposed to start off maybe with a the impression that she's like you said, because she's introduced as like Will's suitor from a rich family. So and with the name Darcy, like maybe we assume she's a snob and then over time we'll get to know her and we'll see
2: that there's much more to her than that. The amount of satisfaction I felt reading this episode, realizing everything I thought was true, like even down to like my character design. Um, For those who don't know, back in November, it was like it was the night of 67 when it came out like for free, or it might have been like, the day after, sometime around then, I drew a Darcy concept that looked eerily familiar to this Darcy. It really does. So she had, mm, she had the darker skin, she had the dark hair. The eyes were yellow, but she had the red lips. And I did some more character building like lately because people weren't very subtle. And I did start to pick up that there may be a Darcy appearance soon. And so I, it got me back into a Darcy mood and I drew some more concepts for her. And it ended up and looking really similar to this. Yeah. So, very validating for
0: you. Of myself. Yes. <laughs> yes, you should
1: be. When a prediction came true, it's like yeah. one of the feelings Filling, I can't even speak today. Oh, God.
2: Um, the validation I felt. And also seeing that, like, because people were like, Oh, she's probably she she's gonna be a snob, she's gonna be like a jerk to Kim. And I was like, you know what? And I, I remember like just facing down with people in in the server. I was like, you know what? She's probably like a really wholesome person and really nice and really kind and just, you know, above it. Like she doesn't care. She doesn't she doesn't wanna get married to this dude. You know what? She's probably a lesbian. I would guess that she like, you know, is into the girl. She plays She plays the girl in red on the radio. (laughs) And you know what? I might actually be right with that one. One of my few theories to actually become canon. (laughs) Everything else may be burning and falling apart, but I'm so (laughs) glad that this one did not. Well.
0: I'm very happy for you because I think I think we'll be seeing a lot more of Darcy soon, you know, in the next couple episodes or the story. So I think you'll have a lot of satisfying moments.
2: Yeah, I signed up for like a ton of podcast episodes after this. Like I don't even like know which ones will have her in it, but if she is even mentioned, I want to be there. (laughs) But yeah, so much satisfaction. And the comments, I mentioned this. The comments are a mess, and I addressed it. Like, let's let's actually get to know her before we start to judge, and like start pitting her against Kim because I would guess that she's actually really fun and a total badass. She does give that
0: appearance, even just on the short that we see her. She has a very confident look
2: about her. Oh, actually, something. I have another issue. <laughs> So many people i saw people saying this they were like oh i thought it was going to be kieran who showed up and then like now i'm just disappointed like who is she and i'm like i would have i would take her over kieran any day <laughs> and i know like i have my prejudice against him <laughs> but still like y'all a queen just stepped in we should be bowing to her we should be on our knees yeah. to that
0: be honest in her language. That I, that I don't I don't go for because I think I'm very independent so I'm like I don't bow to anybody you know <laughs> but but I Maybe appreciate I the, you liked the monarchy what
2: I thought you were into the monarchy no no my husband my
0: husband's very into the monarchy oh. so um
2: <laughs> but yeah no I'm a, I'm
0: an independent person I mean I believe in showing you know following the quorum I'm not gonna like be rude if I'm standing in front of someone and the protocol is to mm-hmm. bow but in general I'm a very independent person
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah, I, I adore her. I would do anything for her. Um, <laughs> some funny, again, back to the comments about Kieran. Some funny things I saw was people legit thought this was Kieran in disguise. No. And I really hope it's not because he would be making a very racist statement if he suddenly like switched um, skin tones. he's tanned.
0: You know, he, he went for a vacation. <laughs> Why would he show up in this costume? But whatever. Anyway, mm. that 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 theory is crackpot already. But <laughs> honestly,
1: everyone is everyone at this point.
2: Ugh. <laughs> mm. One of my favorite comments that I saw was, "I really was hoping the late guest was Kiki, not some elitist snob who is in our very own Kim Liddell." And I'm <laughs> like, you know. I love Kim too. And this was in a lot of comments too. They were raising Kim up. And I was like, I love Kim too, but we shouldn't be putting down other girls to raise other women up. If you do that, no thanks. If anyone does that, like to raise me up, I'm going to be like, no thanks. I don't want your support. I'm not going to trash another girl for that. Hmm. for just simply existing.
1: There was also another comment that ticked me off, which, which said, oh, I fast passed, but there appears to be no Kieran in this episode. I'm disappointed. And I was so mad. <laughs> Like as much as I love Kieran, but please,
2: <laughs> Darcy.
0: Hello. I have have in every episode.
2: <laughs> it was someone who was like, "Who is this Darcy bitch?" And I, and then they were like, and then someone replied to them being like, "I know, right?" And I was like, "She is your queen." <laughs> and I said that so many times right now, but like, and people were calling people were calling her like a bitch. People were calling her. I don't her her about her, like, right? Why would you say that? Well, grow up. You were either jealous, or you have a ton of internalized misogyny. <laughs> come on we are better than this we are the purple Hyacinths fandom we can respect women for simply existing we do not let our own prejudices and our own like hopes of a ship getting together block us in the way from enjoying from what seems to be an amazing character so far
0: mm-hmm. also will doesn't seem to be into her just saying yeah, like i don't think there's too much her. to worry about
2: Will is not going to, your hopes of a Kiwi ship becoming Endgame are not dashed by Darcy <laughs> existing, yeah, because he she is radiating the LGBTQ energy in Will. Will is not, he does not want to be around her. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. He lies, and he says, I was eagerly awaiting your uh, our presence. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. I don't think he's very into her.
2: <laughs> There's this one comment where people were like, wait hold up I gotta find it it is hilarious and I love it so much okay here it is someone said at first I thought Darcy was gonna be the lady and her butler but I was very wrong how could I have mistaken the beautiful lady and her butler for someone like Darcy and then we have the like Pinocchio nose and I was like (laughs) well then Lady A and don't get me wrong Lady A and her butler are lovely people and they're beautiful and magnificent as well and they're great characters but miss darcy is simply on a whole other level above every single other <laughs> character she is above wait, us all
0: Wait, wait, wait is... if, if, if miss darcy <laughs> was queen would you suddenly be pro-monarchy in our palace
2: perhaps
0: men <laughs> like
2: would be anti-monarchy if doggen was king either <laughs> oh my god <laughs> bringing me into this would, uh, not Darkin. Darcy would treat us right she would get rid of that like social or of that like class oppression she would be an actual good ruler uh, you know
0: I have to say we don't know anything about Darcy we know the only thing I think we could know <laughs> is that she, she says thank you to her driver every time we really don't know anything about her
2: so. but that's supposed to be the point when characters with characters you sort of have to exaggerate stuff because you only spend so much time with them and this is our first introduction to her and she needs to make a good impression because this impression is going to base our opinions on her for the rest of the series and it's like with Lauren this is how you set up a character and you know if you want to make an interesting character people like say for writers a good tip is when you first introduce them make them do something interesting and the interesting thing here was that she thinks the driver, because, like, she's a rich person, and, you know, when we think of rich people in Art Hollis, we think of Stefan, but here she is actually being polite and kind, and, you know, people actually like her, like, people who work for her are, like, they're really receptive to her, and they really appreciate her, and so that already sets her up to be, like, like, we already sort of connect to her, and we already, like, we're already starting to like her, and so that is how we set up her character, as someone who's kind, someone who is polite someone who is probably seems to have a little bit of edge to her looking at like you know just that lipstick so gold and those heels and very confident
0: in the way she carries herself mm
2: -hmm. she is very assured in herself yeah we haven't met indeed i assume you're miss sinclair like she's already you know i assume you're miss sinclair and so just and then that panel of her she looks a little bit smug like she's proper but I can see her flipping someone off like if needed like
1: yes totally
2: she is she's like an elegant bruh girl if that makes sense (laughs) like yeah she would deck a man she would you know maybe kill one (laughs) but like she is simply eh, with her
0: gays alone huh
2: Yeah. (laughs) Mess with her and you're dead. But if you're nice to her, then y'all are gonna get along swimmingly. Um I think
0: this is the perfect way to end the episode with our plan to (laughs) to Darcy. Literally, Mm -hmm. this whole podcast is just
1: me and Foot like (laughs) screaming over our favorite characters, (laughs) making their appearance.
0: Um, I'm glad you got so, this outlet. Oh, wait. <laughs> we get to see more of your, your loves. In,
2: in, my notes, in our notes for this episode. It's hilarious. I will not confirm or deny, but three out of the 10 pages of my notes may have simply just been screaming over Darcy. But <laughs> no, so we'll never know. But it may have been. It's
0: not like you just said it on the podcast, but
2: yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was... That was very fun. I was ecstatic.
1: Like prior to starting this podcast, like Foot and I were note-taking, and I thought it's going to be something serious until she started ticking up the entire page.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mindy, you could check the you can check the like fast pass discussion. I was sending screenshots of her notes to like humor the room. And it's just really funny. (laughs) Um to I will us. chaos and screaming and just admiration for our care for our favorite characters <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah I think that's everything sorry for yes. keeping you for so long yeah no, I
0: also um it's uh it's Purim tonight and I so I fasted today because it's, it's what you do before Purim so um so I think that's why I'm also like crashing
2: yeah please get some rest
0: yeah well thank you so much for coming on it was so much fun it was especially fun because you guys both had your (laughs) fangirl experience so yeah so it was really fun to hear
2: that last part where I got to just scream over Darcy and fangirl over her some of the most fun I've had while doing this podcast
1: oh I'm so happy to do to be doing this with you foot
2: yeah Brian, right. this is so fun i yeah. really love theorizing with you so much
1: this is my first podcast and i'm i'm so happy
0: you know what um i don't know if you signed up for more or what you signed up for but if there's ever another one with dakan on and you want to join on just like
2: add yourself on to whatever <laughs> it doesn't matter sure, why like three other co-hosts just add it on we will take you
1: <laughs> oh really oh thank you <laughs>
2: we'll yep. show up as like a picture and we'll be like Ren, you got to come on <laughs> yes yes i'm happy to. <laughs>
0: thank you so 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 much it was a lot of fun it was great to meet you and we shall see each other again
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you for having thank us you. again this podcast are always amazing and such a delight to be on
0: yeah, same here <laughs> okay. thanks so much have a good night, good good night. night. sleep well and bye bye <laughs> Thank you to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Lepris, Allie Cat, Chelsea, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, and Anne Rose. I really appreciate your support.